What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here with me, Sean Sheehan, on Sherdog.com. And there's no Bellator, no big PFL, uh, or no big Cage Warriors or KSW card this weekend. So I want to talk about a little bit about the UFC and kind of uh, my preview for the weekend. I'll talk about my bets, obviously, uh, in the next couple of days here as well. And Sherdog give you my top five bets. Um, but after kind of... Last week's event, which I was at, obviously, in Bellator uh, and the UFC, maybe we didn't concentrate on it, uh, me personally anyway, didn't concentrate on it as much as uh, as it did on the other card, being in Ireland. It's kind of good, I suppose, to get back to the UFC and get back to the uh, the, the never-ending, the never-stopping wheel of uh, of UFC madness. Um, and it's... It's a real good card in the UFC. Now, I want to. I'm not going to go through the whole card. Obviously, the lads. Uh, I think the uh, the uh, preview show is already up there from uh, Shillian and Duffy, and that's absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic. So check that out, and they give you a good few hours of a breakdown. I'm not here to do that. I, I want to give my quick thoughts on a few of the fights here, and specifically, I suppose the main event and what I kind of think of it. Now, um. I don't often watch the UFC countdown shows, and I'll start by just talking about the main event. But uh, st- uh, we got a message there, you know, uh, a portion from your podcast is going to be on the countdown show, and they're like, oh, grand, so I went and I watched it. And the countdown show was actually pretty good. Um, and I kind of think it expands from, obviously, Masvidal uh, versus uh, Colby Covington. It kind of explains to me, for someone like me who kind of heard about it, knew about it a little bit, but didn't pay that much attention to it, you know, as people listening to this uh, podcast or watching this on, on YouTube, no, I'm maybe more concerned with the fights um, and with the, the outcome of the fights uh, than the, the, the beef and all of that stuff. But for this fight... I think I have to go back to my old days, my my chill son and fan and days, my my rampage Jackson sort of fan days, where I I think about uh the the kind of the the aura around the fight as much as the fight itself, you know the the trash talk, the shy talk, the whatever you want to call it, because this is a big big portion of this, and I think the uh, countdown show has actually done a good job of of laying that out for someone like me who maybe doesn't know it very well or hasn't paid attention i don't follow masvidal on twitter i don't follow colby on twitter or instagram or anywhere like that i try to stay away from that stuff as much as i can i spend enough time watching fights and looking back at fights i don't need your high school drama stuff in my life i just do not need it keep that to yourself but i got a little bit of it here and it's more than kind of that sort of drama and it's more than this made up drama now some people do think it's made up and some people just think the you know they kind of got together in the gym and they're like look we'll we'll create a fight um and somewhere down the line it'll happen but i i don't know do i buy into that much but the beat kind of starts from a coach of masvidal and uh colby in uh att i think it is isn't it uh, saying that Colby didn't pay him, Colby argues he did, Masvidal says he didn't, Masvidal is great friends with this coach, and he's kind of one of his main striking coaches, I think, and obviously Colby coming in as a wrestler to help Dimit Wrestling, being helped with his striking uh, in, in a big way, and his striking for me, it's very, very much improved over the last few years, and I think it is uh, way better than given credit for um, it would have been it would have been a big thing for him, and it was a big thing for him, and for him not to pay it if he didn't pay it, 
is obviously a cause for a bit of uh, a bit of beef there. So that's very, very interesting. Now, Colby denies it. I'm not exactly sure what Colby's argument is. He didn't really get much time to explain it. But uh, m- maybe if I was to make it up an argument for Colby, I would say, oh, I give you the wrestling, you give me the strike, and we're even. Uh, but I, uh, that's not exactly how it works with uh, with coaching, I suppose, especially when it is just a, a striking coach. But it is interesting that that beef is kind of there, and that's where it starts from. And now it is exploded from that and saying we were never friends and all of that. But I think the Countdown Show does a good job of kind of explaining the friendship, explaining where it started from. Like, they were in each other's corners. Uh, uh, Masvidal said that Colby, like, lived in his car, uh, sleep, slept in his couch and stuff for a while, so... It doesn't feel to me, as someone who's been watching them kind of for the last couple of years, as they have been at the top of the sport board fighting for the title twice, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, it didn't feel like they were ever that close of friends, but they were. You know, when you kind of look back and you look at their earlier fights and you look at the fights maybe on the way up at the top, when they got there, they weren't together, but on the way up, they absolutely were. So it's it's a tale that is maybe as old as time, I suppose, in MMA from the days of even Chuck and Tito's people back, uh, covering sport back then would, would probably tell you better than me to uh, w- when I was kind of uh, starting out or a couple of years ago, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Rashad Evans and and, um, uh, and John Jones and even this weekend, someone asked Brian Moore if you had to fight James Gallagher, would you do it? And he's like, no, absolutely not. He's my team. So that, that's the sort of thing that happens all the time. And this is another example of it here. And it's one of those things that, you know, we've all watched the film Warrior with the, the brother versus brother fight. And, you know, we've we've all seen the... I mentioned it somewhere else, like the Williams sisters taking each other on in tennis down the years. We've all seen friends having to put it... Um, you know, go against each other, but this is different where they have fallen out as friends are no longer friends and now they're kind of the best of friends into sworn enemies. So it's, it is an important part of it, I think. Now, let me talk about the fight for a second. Um, because as kind of good and maybe as exciting as what I kind of said there was in terms of a build-up and in terms of like um, a theatrical build-up, uh, uh, you might say, I don't think the fight itself is that good to be honest i think colby covington now i rate colby covington very 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 highly and i like it may be a little bit easier for me because i'm not in america i don't know much about american politics i stay out of it some people probably love colby because he's politics some probably hate him because he's politics i don't know jack shit about either side or anything i look at colby as a fighter alone and i know lots of people you know if you even if you do hate colby you look at fighter alone as well so i'm not saying i'm alone or, or anything like that but my look at colby is more of an admiration look at him because of his ability now if you want to discuss politics and everything we can start another podcast and maybe someone else can do it who's better qualified than me but sometimes with fighters like that and it's the same with you know even even conor mcgregor for different reasons or our john jones or any kind of controversial controversial fighter whatever the controversy may be for even i mentioned rashad evans he was kind of controversial like that for a while as well back in the day um, just because people kind of didn't like him. There's always, with those controversial fighters, there's always going to be, um, uh, you know, uh, an underestimation or an overestimation of their ability because people are so passionate on all sides. And, you know, if you're a Conor McGregor fan, you're going to say he's the greatest of all time. If you are a Conor McGregor hater, you're going to say he can't defend the takedown. He's rubbish on the ground. He Mac Tapper, McNuggets, and all. You know that's that's how it works. And he's obviously the biggest example, con- considering he's the biggest star in the history of the sport. But Colby is a massive example, especially recently as well. Um, but as I said, I look at him as a fighter. 
for, foremost, we can talk about the rest afterwards, but we're talking about the fight this weekend, and I talk about the specifics of the fight, and I think he's a fantastic fighter. His takedowns, obviously, are brilliant. His ability to kind of keep someone against the cage and chain wrestle them and land shots is really really good as i said i think his uh boxing has improved no end over the years i think he's a good jab he's a nice one two down through the middle he's not the biggest puncher in the world he's not the best finisher in the world i don't think he's the best jujitsu in the world uh but he's good everywhere you know he has if you give him the, the opportunity to to choke you out i'm sure he'll choke you out if you give him the opportunity to land a, a lot of shots he can knock you out he can tko your whatever is needed very very well-rounded fighter um the one thing I would say about Cole before I move on to Masvidal for a second, I was very, very, very annoyed as someone who wants to see the best fight, the best actor, best with the best game plans, that he didn't do that for me against uh, Usman twice. I don't think he fought his best game plan. I don't think we saw the best version of Colby in either of those. Now, it's very hard for Colby to show the best version of Colby when he's fighting someone like Usman, who is arguably a better version of Colby in all those areas I just mentioned, which is very tough for him, considering, you know, he's probably one of the best in the division at the moment, but the, the best is just better than you everywhere. Um, but I still think we haven't seen the best version of him um, in those big fights. Now, the question I have when I see that is, I watched a countdown show and I saw Colby Covington move gym and move to a new gym. And he went from a guy who was nonstop chain wrestling, brilliance, exactly what you needed making it a dirty disgusting rotten fight where he wins every time to a kickboxing match now granted the opponent is Usman and it's very different but if that is uh, we've seen fighters down through the years and the welterweight division is a great example um Tyron Woodley fought Wonderboy Thompson and he fought uh, like he was fighting a karate fighter for the rest of his career ended up getting knocked out by a youtuber because of it you know, that is a big, big problem. If Colby Covington is fighting Cameron Usman for the rest of his career, it's not going to go well for him. And that is a big problem against Masvidal. Because if he fights Masvidal in like a, a stand-up, uh, you know, use my skills as a boxer fight, he will probably get knocked out and certainly lose. That would be my estimation from it. Now, I don't think anyone could be that stupid. I don't think anyone with the... Um, background that Colby Covington has will do that. So we'll talk about what I think will happen in the fight later on. For Masvidal, you know, sometimes you forget because of what kind of he's become over the last couple of years in terms of a star and uh, a talker and all of this, that he was always a solid fighter, a good solid fighter. Never a great fighter, but he's a guy who has always had very good boxing. Um, he's kind of discovered in the latter part of his career power. Um, and his takedown defense improved and improved and improved throughout his career. So all those things coming together became, you know, came into that run where he kind of got very favorable matchups in terms of Darren Till, who's going to stand with him uh, and cut a lot of weight and be, you know, there to get knocked out. Ben Askren, who's the most overrated fighter in the history of the sport and walked into a knee after five seconds. And, you know, there's probably a couple I'm missing as well. But um, it, it, it was all great for him, though. Now, I'm making excuses. I'm being very facetious there in a way. But you get what I mean. That run came together for him at the right time. He got great matchups with the brilliant skill set that he has to uh, optimize that skill set and to optimize it in terms of showing how good it can be at its very, very best. And it earned him big money shots at the title and a big money fight, obviously, with uh, with Nathan Diaz, which was another great matchup for him where he could show off uh, his ability as well. 
Now, that ability doesn't stack up against the best in the division in Usman, and it wasn't even near it. Look at the difference between his two fights with uh, Usman and Colby's two fights with Usman. Colby's two fights very, very close in a lot of different ways. Usman, you know, obviously finished in the first one, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a decision in the second one. I don't have the results up in front of me, but it was a, a relatively close fight as well that I think most people had Usman winning. And, uh, you know, I think most people would argue they're the two best in the division. I don't think anyone would argue Masvidal is the, the the best in the division. So for me, I'm looking at the matchup altogether. And and let me just say as well, I'm I'm talking about Masvidal's skills there now based on that very top of the division. Like Masvidal has a very, very good skill set. I mentioned again, the very good takedown defense. He can take a, a, a lads down as well if he needs be. Hits hard, a good technical kind of game in a different sort of way. A little kind of, uh, kind of straight up uh, inside boxing game, which is very, very difficult for most people in that uh, division or in this sport to even deal with. So it's very, very good. But when I talk about the top of the division, that's going to be difficult. Now, this fight itself, right. If Masvidal, how does Masvidal win this fight? If Masvidal can draw this into a fight where he is in close boxing uh, proximity or a close boxing range with Colby Covington, he will box the ears off him. You know, he really, really will. I was talking about Colby going up a weight the other day and I do think Colby, like a lot lot of people said to me, oh, he he barely cuts weight for welterweight. He's not the biggest welterweight in the world, Uh, which is true. But I think the reason it's true is because he keeps himself down there. He doesn't want to cut cut much weight. He keeps himself very, very lean. I think Colby has the frame where if he wanted, he could put on another 10, 15 pounds, even a little bit more maybe, and move up the middleweight. Now, that might cause other issues, but we get what I'm saying for for a second here. Um... Masvidal is not the biggest in the world at 170. Obviously, he was down at 155 and everything like that. I'm I'm interested. But I, the one thing I'd be very interested to see, and we've seen him before, is uh, when they kind of line up against each other, when they're there in, in the fight, the, the difference kind of in mo- not just muscle down, but size and the difference in like length and reach. Because if Masvidal wants to fight Colby at that sort of range, I it's, it's weird because like, I think if Colby is too long and too big for him, it'll make it a little bit harder for Masvidal because that extra kind of step to get into range against someone who's a lot bigger than you will give that person who is bigger than you the ability to take you down easier for me. And now, you know, maybe better uh, technical uh, analysts might might disagree with me on that. But that's kind of my calling and that's kind of my feeling on it. But for this fight, I think they are similar enough sizes. So I think if Masvidal is able to get it into that range, I think he will have success there. It's getting it into that range that will be the difficult thing because... Look, I'll say it again. If Colby fights with the right game plan that I think he should fight with, now maybe I am wrong, maybe I'm an idiot, maybe he'll go out and box him up for 25 minutes and win like that. But if he goes in there, chain wrestling, push him against the cage and doesn't give him a second's rest, I don't think Masvidal's boxing ability will matter a jot. I don't think his power will matter a jot. I don't think any of it. I think Colby will eventually take him down. Masvidal will make it hard against the fence for a while. He'll probably last a round or two. And I think Colby will end up just kind of bludgeoning him and beating him out of there and end up maybe getting the choke or, or finishing him. Um, or, you know, maybe it'll go longer, maybe it'll be five rounds because Masvidal is very, very tough and we'll, we'll see it out. But I think if Colby can push... Look, it's not that he can... Can he push him against the fence? Yes, absolutely, every day of the week. Will he? Like, will he absolutely choose that? Or will he... Like, sometimes, right, you always say in, in fights, I was watching a fight at the weekend, the, the Danny McCormick-Stephanie Page fight in, uh, in Bellator. And uh, Danny got hurt with kind of maybe the second, third shot of the fight. And I was kind of saying afterwards, like, she needs 
to do a bit of striking to set up the takedown. And that, I think, is true for most fights. Let look at even like someone like a Habib. Uh, maybe he's a bad example, but lots of people. Um, Glover Teixeira, I think, is a great example of someone who wrestles a lot, but strikes to set it up. Gustafson in the past is doing it. There's probably, you know, there's probably um, uh, Woodley in the past has been a good example. GSP, obviously, probably the best example of all time. I think Kobe doesn't need to do that. <laughs> No, that, that goes against all what I said there. I think Colby just needs to go straight across, Chael Sonnen style, put him against the cage and try to take him down. Just try to make this disgusting, dirty dogfight. That's what he needs to do. He doesn't need to give Masvidal one chance. He doesn't need to make this uh, into a pretty fight at all. He doesn't need to set anything up. Just go for it and go and do it. Uh, that'll be my, my call on that. Now, I'll give you my pick and all tomorrow on my bets. Uh, but look, my pick is, is Covington. I might as well just give, give it to you now, but I'll see what the, the bets are. I, I think it'll be, you know, from uh, if I was to go the the, uh, the over-under, I would probably say around two and a half rounds. I think it might be longer. I, I, I think Madden will take a while to get out of there if he does get him out of there. You know, if he, I could see it going the distance as well. But yeah, I, I think Colby will, will get it done. Uh, one or two other fights I want to mention. Um, I'm just pulling them up here. Very, very important fight uh, in the, uh, the strawweight division. Marina Rodriguez against Jonan, uh, and also Marina uh, Moroz against uh, Maria Agapova. You know, we I've won that. Um, my good uh, good pal uh, Thomas Delaney, who always asks questions into my Q and A in different uh, places, always talks about like the women's fights, especially at the start of this year and the placement they have in cards. They, obviously this is a very very good card and they're in the, the middle preliminary section but I think at least one of those fights should be a little bit higher up those are very very important fights for that division I think especially the Yan Jonan Rodriguez fight that could be a fantastic fight as well I wouldn't be surprised if that was a was a fight at night I would like to see one of those fights uh, higher up and I think they're really really good fights um, every time Kennedy and Jukwe fights that's going to be fun. He's fighting Nikolai uh, Nugamarunu, uh, who I just absolutely butchered. He's named Artem Elliott. It's always fun as well. Kevin Holland. Very interesting to see what Kevin Holland we see back here. And it's also very interesting to see what Alex Oliveira we see. Because sometimes Alex uh, Cowboy Oliveira comes out and he, you know, he tries to jab you up and hit you with big shots from the outside. And sometimes he turns into a wrestler. And, uh, you know, if I was to give you my opinion, I think he should probably turn into a wrestler. But Kevin Holland, I believe, down for the first time at Welterweight uh, in this UFC run anyway. Maybe he's had one. I, I don't think he has had one before. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Obviously, Spivak versus Hardy open up the card. And a quick mention in for a couple of minutes here of the other two fights. Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell and Rafael Dos Anjos versus Ras- uh, um, Rafael Fizayev. Uh, Barboza versus Mitchell first. Look, Barboza... He's a brilliant fighter. I, I really love his style. He's like a little bit like Masvidal in terms of what he does, but in a very different way. Like, good takedown defense. Hits hard, but maybe not as hard as as people let on in terms of knockout power. He's has a, a, you know, I was discussing in the podcast with, with uh, Graham McDonald the other day, and he was kind of saying about... um. Uh, about Barboza that he has a few knockouts and he has this reputation for a knockout because of those few knockouts but a lot of his fights no no I wouldn't want to take one of his punches or kicks or anything like that don't get me wrong but a lot of his fights go longer or don't end by knockout you could say the same a little bit for Masvidal but very good takedown defence very fast and will make you pay for things and Bryce Mitchell who's never fought anyone at this level before We'll have to be very, very, very careful against Barboza. No, you know, we know what's going to happen here. Bryce Mitchell is going to try to push the pace, get inside, land shots inside, but try to take him down, try to push him against the gate, try to make it dirty. We saw, go back and watch Barboza against um, uh, Nurmagomedov. Okay, Habib won the fight and he did really, really well. But Barboza had him in trouble, especially late. Barboza is not a guy who gives up. 
there's no quitting Ed's in Barboza and he, he hit him a few times early as well and he's well able to get away from takedowns at times he's really fast and good at circling Barboza's a very 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 good fighter and I like him down at 145 as well and that's a tough matchup I'd be interested I haven't seen the prices yet but I'd be very interested to see the prices uh, for that fight and that's one I'm really really looking forward to I kind of fancy Barboza to catch him with a knee coming in um, Mitchell is stupid that's all that needs to be said <laughs> but tough as well and uh, he might just, uh, we have a great phrase in Ireland here, we, he might be stupid enough, you know, he might be stupid enough to get through it and uh, and take those shots from uh, from Barboza and keep going. But if he's not, you know, Barboza absolutely has the ability to uh, to land that big shot and uh, and get him out of there. So I'm really, really looking forward to that and, and looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Hello everyone, we interrupt this uh, preview with a little bit of an update because there is a new fight on UFC 272, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Hinata and I put on a different t-shirt and I said I'd update this, and we pop back to the rest of, uh, of the preview in a second. But I want to talk a little bit about this fight because it's a big change. Um... I believe it's remaining five rounds of my cannas coming in on a short notice uh, for this one. He only fought Alexander Hernandez uh, back uh, in the middle of February. So this, he's taking this fight on a few days notice, but he was preparing for a fight three or four weeks ago. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, d- decide that. But it's a massive change, I think for uh for Dos Anjos in terms of his preparation he was preparing for uh Rafael Fazaya for five rounds who is obviously a big hitter hits hard to the body he's all about power some very good takedowns and stuff as well and you're looking now at a guy who Mikano who hits hard but hits more straight shots down through the middle with his jab and obviously very very good jiu-jitsu as well on the other side of it then for Mikano short notice again we'll say it five rounds is going to be an issue for him and how he fights because it's five rounds I think is going to be an even bigger issue but for me I think this one if you're to break down this fight if you're to look at it I think Dos Anjos will need to get inside and Mikano will need to keep him at the end of the job and I th- uh, job jab even and I think it's a, I think it's as simple as that um I I do think if it was RDA coming in on short notice to fight Mikano, I think he'd have a better chance because I think him opening up and landing more shots and giving it two and a half or three rounds of cardio, if he can, if he can muster that, would be a winnable game plan. I think for Mikano, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Now, if he jabs him up and jabs him up and jabs him up, absolutely, he can do that. But I think Dasanios, the previous version of Dasanios, anyway, it's difficult to know where he is now. Okay, he came back and he beat Paul Felder, but that was in 2020. That's a long, long time ago. Um, and he was up a welterweight before that, so difficult to know what version of Rafael Dasanios we're actually going to get. I do think, as I was kind of saying there, he's the previous version of him is very good at getting inside. I think he's a good kind of in-fighter, but it's a weird one. He, he can... He's like... Uh, you know, and this is a weird comparison to make, but like Mike Tyson back in the day when you watch him, he's very good at getting inside, short squat and lands shots inside and kind of get back out while not getting tied up. I think Dosanius is kind of good at that. Now he can tie lads up as well, push him against the cage, make it dirty, and I think there will be a bit of that in this as well from uh, from Rafael Dosanius. But it's a very, very intriguing fight, a very, very interesting fight. I, I'm kind of baffled why it's still five rounds. I think would have made more sense with a guy taking on short notice to make it three rounds but it, that doesn't really take away much from it look I would everyone would rather see uh, Dos Anjos versus Fazayev or there was talks of Mikano as well 
Uh, sorry, talks of uh, Makachev as well. Obviously, my cannon now is taking it. But I think this is a good alternative. I think this is still a very, very good fight. And it's a massive, massive opportunity for Hernato Maikano. If he can win this, he vaults himself like right up there, right up the rankings. Um, and it's it's a massive, massive win uh, for him. And, um, you know, the, the car didn't need this kind of falling out and it needed to save this because uh, as i mentioned earlier on here on, on the preview it's it's a good card while not being a great card and it doesn't have that big title fight but it has the kind of the grudge match in in the in the main event so this fight is a very very good one Mikano, i think will be game on short notice i think he will uh I don't think he will be one of these guys who just goes in there and tries to throw it out in the first couple of rounds. I think he'll try to intelligently win the fight. And that could, could pose some problems for Rafael uh, Dos Anjos if he uh, if he's maybe preparing for him to fight a little bit of a different way. But anyway, looking forward to seeing it. Let's get back to the rest of the preview. So, um, yeah, those top three fights and the card in general is very, very good. I don't think the main event is as strong as as an actual fight itself, but I think the crowd will be razzed up. It'll be it'll be a very very big one. Where is this fight on? Is it on the Miami or is it or let me just on oh no, the T Mobile uh, in uh, in Nevada? So it's a pity it couldn't be on there. I know Mass Alice called for fights to be on there, but um yeah maybe maybe in the future. So uh, yeah, that's my look ahead to UFC two seven two. Let me know in the comment section below if you uh, agree or disagree with any of it. I'd be interested as well to see. Uh, who people think will win uh, in the Barboza fight. I, I think that's a, a very, very interesting one against Bryce Mitchell. That's the one I'm kind of torn on and looking at the bets tomorrow that uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, back and forth on who I think will win. So let me know what you think. Let me know who you think will win. Or if you're listening to this, tweet me at Sean Sheehan, uh, BA. Right, I will leave it there, everyone. Thank you very much for listening and watching. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. And I'll see you all next time.